G'day punters, victims of the punt time. It's a massive weekend, day one of the championships lining up at Randwick and here to join me to help us find a few more winners for this week is Mark Sheen and Mark Roden. Mark Sheen, 10 races of the best. What's the weather looking like outside? Uh, the weather is uh, very hot, uh, not a cloud in the sky, so we will definitely have an improving track. Uh, we're still giving out a heavy eight this morning, but uh, you would expect it to be um, certainly in the slow range, but you never really know in Sydney. Yeah, exactly right. Mark Roden, uh, you've obviously been doing the form for probably the best part of two or three days now looking at this meeting. Uh, what have you? What's your game plan just going into it? <clears throat> uh, back winners and lay losers would be the game plan. If you held a gun to my head. Um, I think that, look, it, it won't be dry. I, I look at the forecast. It's actually quite a warm night. It's still going to be in the 20s. Um, like overnight, or you know, at least till midnight or something. So it's, a, it's going to have every chance to improve, but it'll still be a bit affected. Um, they raced on a heavy eight this meeting last year. Most winners actually came from the second and a half of the field, but the rails, there was nothing wrong with the rail either. So if that's the case, we can expect a pretty fair track, I, I hope, anyway. Okay. Just before we get into the meeting on Saturday, we obviously didn't have time for a review from Rose Hill for the binary start in the Tancred. Um, Mark Sheen, was there any particular highlights on the day. I mean, probably the, the main thing that stood out to me was when Rob's message came through from the mounting yard regarding Sir Dragonet. He said walks today, and uh, that was obviously a clear improvement on what he'd been doing for the entire of this preparation. Well, the previous run, he was going on like a pork chop in the yard. He was jogging sideways, and um, I thought it was a ring in there on last Saturday. He was walking around calm as, uh, as anything, and uh, he raced accordingly. So, um, big for the yard watch there, and I think the yard watch has been very important in Sydney through uh, the last couple of weeks. Horses melting, horses looking better, or going backwards, and Sir Dragon A was certainly one that had improved. And just getting your thoughts on the Doncaster Prelude, obviously Yao Dash you know, gapped the, the rest of the field, but did look quite suited given the day off that fast tempo. Well, the track was a bit of a joke. It was was basically a one-lane highway. Um, Canterbury followed up pretty similar on Wednesday, unfortunately. So, um, yes, Yard Dash was impressive, but uh, he gets a wet track on Saturday and probably gets a bit more pressure. So I'm not sure that I'd be uh, wanting to back him myself in the Doncaster. And, Mark Roden, you had a joyful day. I think your three best on this show last week all saluted at over 100 to, well, it was even greater than that, wasn't it? But anyway, it was a triple figures if you took the treble, which I think one or two people might have, so it could work on, them, on their part. But you had a really good collect there with uh, Hungry Heart, uh, amongst others, Nimalee as well. And shared ambition. Yeah, I hope someone took that treble. I didn't, but um, uh, well played to anyone who did. Um, yeah, as Mark sort of alluded to there, the story of the day was the Dynamite Rail. Mm. Um, I, I mean, six metres, you can expect it on pace sort of pattern, but that was one right out of the box. So, you know, it wasn't just leaders, but, you know, it's things well off the lead that were rails and run were, were significantly advantaged over those that were even one off the fence in most yeah. cases, uh, which um, I think gives a lot of merit to the run of Hungry Heart and the Vinery. Um, you know, the only horse to really do what she did all day, um, come from last and, actually, and never be near the rail. So that was uh, that was tremendous, tremendous performance. But I, I'm, I'm not penning um, the Greyfilly either. Harmony Rose, I mean, the pattern did suit her, but it looked a walk on paper and they actually ran along. Uh, if they hadn't run along, Hungry Heart would have had no chance. But, um, uh, yeah, I thought she was the run of the day. 
But, but that was a suicidal pace, wasn't it? I, I don't understand why he went so fast on her. He went, I think, two or three seconds faster than the, the other 2,000-metre races on the day. And a race that looked to be no speed, yeah. uh, to fast was just madness. Yeah, well, against that, the other two 2,000 metres were really slowly run. Um, they were complete warps. Um, maybe he was just trying to get rid of, you know, he thought the pattern would get him home and he was just trying to get rid of the opposition. Um, it, it, it unfortunately for him played into the hands of the winner, but it was still a big run by Henry Hart, I think. Yeah, it was just 12.1 lengths fast for the class there to the 600, so uh, just a little bit of a tempo. Um, Mark Sheen, did you have any horses to follow from last Saturday? Um yeah, I actually, uh, I had something on a thing in the first. I backed uh, Conrad, who looked disgraceful in the yard. So that's another one where, you know, you go to the race expecting them to look good and it looked horrendous. Uh, Mr. Mozart. Now, he did a few things wrong in the run. I, I actually backed him when he won midweek at Warwick Farm. He was jumping from 11 to 14, but um, he put up an outstanding performance. He was five wide all the way on that leader's track, and he... He still picked himself up in the straight to go past a couple, so I thought he was certainly one to follow. And uh, away from that, uh, that's that's about it, really. Just, just be forgiving of those horses that were, mm. you know, in some cases even one off the fence because it, it was really that pronounced. Okay. That's the review from last weekend. Obviously, we'll also just mention Rob Scurry, who's not here with us on the preview show, but uh, he is absolutely flying at the moment. His last four meetings he's collected, and that included a Wednesday at Warwick Farm. But, uh, yeah, he's just absolutely dominating in the Saturday class at the moment. So his mounting yard assessment is absolutely crucial for this time of year. But we'll have a look at... Randwick for this Saturday, the championships. We'll start off with race five, we'll run through to race 10. So we're looking at some of the feature races in a little bit more detail. The chairman's quality, the group two over 2,600 will kick us off in race five. Uh, in terms of the market, we're looking at horses in the top end, such as, uh, this is not in number order, so forgive me if I'm all over the place, but Sacramento around 460. Uh, Salino, $6, Hush Rider, at eight, and then you're going out to double figures. So, Mark Sheen, I'll give you the new ball. Anything that takes your eye on the chairmans? Um, actually, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really like this race. The, the track conditions have got me a bit worried. I, I was very keen to back Sacramento if he got an improving track, but um, I still think it might be a touch too wet for him. Um, look, I thought Salino and Rondonella were okay the other day, but it's not a race I really want to get uh, involved in. I think. They have a different winner every week in these staying races, and I've just woken up to that. <laughs> uh, Mark Roden, is that typically your thoughts as well, the stayers? Oh, it's not appetising at first yeah. glance. I'm, so I'm going wider um, for betting angles. Uh, I don't want to back uh, anything in single figures. Uh, Mirage Dancer, shocking in the Tancred last start. Um, but if you forgive that... Um, Winkers go on. His best 24, you know, he's a Corfield Cup place getter, Metropolitan winner. His best 21 <clears throat> form, and lost, this is 26, but he, I think he ran third in this last year as well. Mm. But um, his best form in this distant range would eat these, so we're getting $10. I would give him one more chance. And I thought Rondonella was terrific last time, just absolutely torched. Uh, took off, ridden out of the gates, which is unusual for it. Um, was up punching on three wide, then got a bit of cover, but then took off four wide and, and faded late. Her best ever run was actually at 2,400 metres a couple of years ago on soft ground when she was placed in the Tancred. Um, look, she might be past her best now. She might be alive of other days, but 
limit weight, barrier four for a soft run, and thirteen dollars, I could I could have something on her as well. But um, it, look, if they ran second last and last, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's that kind of race. Okay, let's have a look at the size. Uh, race six, fourteen hundred meters for the two year olds. Animo favourite dollar ninety for uh, Coolmore Jim now riding back in Godolphin McDonald shape James something. Um, yeah, dollar ninety odds on four moves ahead is five fifty. Then you're out to Lightsaver and Halal at around nine fifty to ten dollars. Mark Shan Animo's popped up in quite a few of these races so far this carnival. Uh, are you on his side? Is he a back or a lay at that price? Look, uh, I think just on form, he looks hard to beat. The only negative you could have is that he's been in two races where he's had a, a fast pace with Profiteer leading his last two runs and a fast pace in the Blue Diamond. He goes to a race here where the tempo won't be anywhere near as quick. So that is the only stumbling block, I would say. He did sweat up very badly as he went onto the track the other day and just wondering how much that slipper run took out of him. So I think he's a bit of a yard watch for me. Um, I don't know if I want to back something to beat him though. Four moves ahead will probably get a softer run here and just maybe the four weeks between and a fast run race was a bridge too far. I think she'll posse up in a good spot here and if Animo parades poorly I'll probably be on four moves ahead. Okay, Mark Roden any angle in the size for yourself? Uh, not a betting angle at this stage. I see the race very similarly to Mark actually um, <clears throat> I mean, at first glance, Animo picks himself off that slashing run in the slipper, but as Mark noted, that was a, that was a very uh, fast run race, and there doesn't look to be much speed here. So it is a different setup. Um, look, you should be a lot closer in the run against that, but that's ju- it's just something you consider if you want to take odds on. And, you know, it's, it's a thing that stops me wanting to take that, that shorter price. And completely agree that uh, form is ahead. It could even, you know, box seat here finally gets that cover and a soft run that she may have been looking for. She was taken right out of her comfort zone and may have been found out in the Golden Super that she's not absolutely top class, but um, she may not have to be to win this. You know, just with a much softer run, close to the speed, she could she could win. Um, against that, I don't think $5 is massive value. And Lightsaber, who uh, walked him around in the VRC size, could be a chance to do it again. He beat Safe, who came out and won last week. Admittedly, Safe had all favours, but... Um, the form line is okay, and his his map is um, probably much better than any other horse in the race. So, yeah, they're they're the three chances uh, for me in that order. But that's pretty much the market order as well. Yeah, lightsaber was the one that I'd be keen to get Rob's thoughts on on the day. He's quite a sensible type, nice strong thing, but obviously it you know sets his own luck. And Peter Moody's returned to training as if he never left. So um, I'm expecting that the gap between runs is of no obstacle for that horse. Uh, race seven on the card, the Australian Derby, 2,400. Uh, Montefilia is favourite from Skylab. And then you've got Lions, Raw and Quay Quay rounding out the horses in single figures, but I'm sure that doesn't necessarily end there. Mark Shan, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I'm still on Skylab's back. Um, four weeks between runs there, drawn um, a bit better than uh, the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, can probably take his time and not take off as early. So I just think he probably pushed the button a bit early there the other day and gave the drag into the race to Mwanga. So um, two weeks between runs now. He's got good soft form. Montefilia, um, obviously a good wet tracker, but um, probably short enough now at five to two. Um, thought uh, Quay Quay might be an improver here, probably too close to the lead the other day and 
if it's written a little bit more conservatively. Um, I think it could be an improver, but uh, Skylab for me. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts on the derby? Yeah, similar again. Um, I've got Montefiore on top, but I, uh, I think 370 is best, and that's too short for me. Um, the, I believe the intention is to ride it closer, which I think is a good move from Barrier 4. Uh, so I've got it on top, but not, not a bet at this point. Um, Skylab, I have very close to it, and I think it's slightly better value at this stage. <laughs> Sorry about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, drawn a lot better than he was in the Guinea Skylab. Um, was exposed too early there. A great chance. Five dollars is about what I'd want to take. I'd rather look. I'd rather take five dollars Skylab than three seventy Monophilia, but I do have them pretty close together. And yeah, Quakeway was the other one for me. Um, yeah, just ridden far, far too warm in, uh, in the Guineas and was left in front a long way out uh, from Barrier Three. Expect a more conservative ride, and I think he can get his chance. He, he was. He showed signs last spring that um, he was up to this level. He's he was good first up and then exposed too early, or you know hit the front too early last time. So in the race as well. But um, yeah, if I was betting, it'd be Skylab and Quakeway. But I expect Montefiore to run well as well. Just a quick question on the front man, Mark Sheen. How did that horse parade last Saturday? Um, he looked okay, but uh, I, I don't know about that New Zealand uh, derby form. It looks to be horrendous. Milford's got lapped. The front man trialled poorly before he ran the other day and ran about the same as he trialled. Yeah. And um, Yale Town won that race, but Zach Speeder was 100 to 1, was right up there, their hammer there at the finish and a bunch finished. So Young Werther, um, I hadn't seen him before. He didn't overly grab me in the yard, but... He's on a quick backup. He is unknown in the wet, I suppose. He was out in the worst part of the track there, out wide. So maybe he could be an improver, but um, I, I'd want to see him in the yard because he didn't really grab me last week. Interestingly, I think the last four Tullock Stakes winners have won the yes, they have. week after, but I would uh, I would be surprised if Yaletown made it five because um, he had all favours in, as you said, it was a pretty weak race last week. But, yeah, just an interesting stat. No, it uh, well, it did jump up last year, didn't it? Quick Thinker and Zabrowski, yep. and they and they cornelled the race, and did, yes. I think most people thought, oh, well, that that is not the form, but it, yep. it turned out it was yep. again. Yep. I guess in Yale Town's favour, he looks to get pretty much all favours here once again, just by courtesy of the fact that he goes forward. But uh, anyway, we'll see how the the day's unfolding. To that point, might be one to have something on, especially early or in run, if that's your way inclined. Uh, race eight. The TJ, 1,200 metres. We've got Nature Strip just shading Bivouac uh, for favouritism. Then Eduardo, uh, Mask Crusader and Libertini round out those in single figures. Mark Sheehan, Nature Strip versus Eduardo. Who do you think holds the front here? I think Nature Strip will lead and probably Eduardo will, will sit outside him and um, Bivouac, if he jumps, should roll up into a handy position behind them now that Hortbury on hers come out, so... They probably look to dominate the speed early, I would say. So Nature Strip probably finds the inside or, you know, goes where he wants to early and Eduardo with the shot outside him. Uh, haven't been on Eduardo yet, but I think at the prices, at the way it stands at the moment, I'd, I'd have to back him if he parades as well as he did the other day. Um, Nature Strip obviously has got very good wet form in Sydney with a win in this race last year, heavy and a slow Galaxy win as well. Obviously, he'll be there hard to beat, but I'm just uh, with a price factor on Eduardo. Okay. Mark Roden, are you getting over the odds for Nature Strip according to your 
old fabled mm. rule. Uh, are you going to stick with it here or are you opting to go against? Uh, I think I will stick with it. Um, yeah. <coughs> it was actually in this race last year that he pulled out one of those runs that he can, which will win mm. just about any sprint in Australia. Um, so at five to two, yep, I'll, um, I won't back into retire or anything, but I'll have something <laughs> on him, I think. Um, I, I could, he's just shortened up a bit with the scratching Eduardo, but this is a different horse, this preparation. Um, would not be at all surprised to see him beat Nature Strip again. And at around $5, he was a saver for sure. He's just coming to about 440 now, which, but I, I probably don't want to lose on him, so I might just save my stake on him. Um, Bivouac's really tightened up. Um, I would, I think, prefer him on dry. Uh, he's run okay on soft, but I think he's through the roof ratings of being on dry tracks. So uh, he's certainly drawn a lot better today than he was um, last time in Savatiano, but um, and his best is certainly good enough. But I, I'd, I'd want the track to improve significantly before I considered him. And I really think um, I really think those three are almost a class above the others. Master Crusader is is now a Group One winner. Um, he, he's threatened to make this step for a long time, but this is the absolute best of the best of Group Ones now. And whether he and Libertini and those sort of horses are there, September runs in the same boat. I think um, I think they're just a half a level off them at this point. Yeah, I also note that uh, both Mask Crusader and uh, September Run paraded absolutely at top. Perfect walk. Could not knock them whatsoever. Last start there at Mooney Valley. Uh, Zatori was just at top, walking well. Um, they're the ones that I'll be looking at to see if there's any improvement um, from Rob's point of view because obviously he's got a pretty good handle on September Run, the Wallace Stable, full stop. But uh, certainly September Run wasn't suited last start at Mooney Valley. Mask Crusader probably was. Um, let's go to race nine, the Doncaster over the mile. In terms of the markets, uh, Mugatu is a favourite from Mwanga. And then you've got everything else in double figures. So if you don't like either of the favourites, there's plenty to go on here. Mark Shan, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, a lot will depend on track pattern. We saw Natoya come from last to win this race last year. The private steers come from last to win it as well. So normally... They do run along in these big miles. There is a bit of traffic, but sometimes you get the luck as well. Um, I'm going to have something on Cascadian. I know he needed luck, but uh, he had no luck in this race last year. He's a very good wet tracker. He was out in the slow lane at Rose Hill. Represent value to me. I'm also going to back Forbidden Love. She's a good wet tracker. Got 49 and a half, a three-year-old in this race. And... Um, I'll cut out on Mugger too. So for good wins, Cascadian and Forbidden Love and cut out Mugger too. Do I dare ask what the speed map looks like, Mark Sheen? Well, I think yeah, Dash will probably uh, go forward in the early stages and um, I'm sure that there'll be plenty of other speed there. Shout the Bar and Samadab will have to go forward from mm-hmm. Whitish Gate. So I'd expect that run along. Okay. Mark Roden, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, I think the tempo will be good enough. And for that reason, Cascadian's one of mine too. You know, never wins, but from three, hopefully not. Oh, look, it'll be back, but um, hopefully within striking distance. And uh, like last year, being near the fence, hopefully won't be a disadvantage, uh, especially on an improving track. So if she can, if she, Jamie, can negotiate the traffic on uh, he, Cascadian, I think it can win the race, and I think it's over the odds. Has tightened up a little bit since yesterday, I noticed in some places, but um, still a bet. Um, and if it stays seven-ish, uh, I think Avilius as well. He had a chequered passage behind Think It Over last time. 
Uh, and he's one that the sort of the compression of the weight scale has suited a bit. He's only got 56, which I, I don't think he's too badly in, um, considering his record. Uh, it suited the extra 100 metres from the rider too as a plus, and Randwick's a plus compared to Rose for him, I think. All those things are ticks. So the uh, Godolphin stable mates at double figure odds will do me. Um, Mugger 2 was terrific. That was a great race at Mooney Valley. He was fence in run for most of the race, though, which was a plus by then, I think. Uh, so just at 4.40, I could bet around him. I think Mawanga from the, you know, with the gate and the jockey change doesn't look a great bet at single figure odds to me either. Think it over, I think he's absolutely flying, but gate 18. You know, I'd rather it was eight than eight, and just, um, that's enough to sort of put me off him. But no, the two uh, good offens for me, Avilius and Cascadian. Do you think there's a few holes in this market? There's quite a few horses between sort of that ten to twenty dollar range that arguably should be longer. I would have thought. I mean, Funstar, for instance, seventeen dollars. Blinkers first time drawn sticky. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that smacks of desperation. The Blinkers to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, how long? You know. How often can you keep pricing her off, uh, you know, the three old Phillies numbers, yeah. you know? I'm sick of it. I backed it last start and I'm never, ever, ever doing it again. Even uh, Aegon, you know, synthetic will fill a yeah. first start, you know, $11, $12 and, you know, both yeah, figures, too, yeah. Too short. I mean, you, you think that the three old form is pretty dicey this year anyway. And, and he's, he, look, he's terribly weighted. Three kilos off the top as a, as a you know, nothing special three-year-old. That's, that's horrendous, really. Yeah. Okay. Nonetheless, interesting race. Uh, can't wait to see what the what the yard throws up. Chaotic as always. Uh, we'll round off with the uh, with race ten, the P J Bell Stakes for the three year old fillies over twelve hundred. Group three. In terms of the market, never talk his favourite from Makrura and Marbusha. Uh, Marbusha disappointing last start there, Mark Sheen. Yeah, I thought she was a bit um, one-paced. Um, I suppose she hasn't quite ticked that 1,200-metre box yet. Um, I thought she was probably looking for it the way she won at Flemington. I'm not sure if, you know, they'd gone easy on her after she came back from Melbourne. She seemed to parade okay. So, yeah, a bit of a head-scratcher for me. I thought she'd probably gone to another level um, after she won at Flemington. But um, I wouldn't say she's hopeless here by the same token. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's a particularly deep race. What did you come up with on top? Oh, look, I think Never Talk's the one to beat if it gets luck, but it's a back marker and, and uh, it's going to need a lot of things to go its way, but it does race very well fresh and is definitely the best wet tracker in this field. So if it's in the slow range or if it's if it's heavy, there's no uh, no concern there with her. So it's just traffic problems, I think, with her. She should have beaten every rose a couple of starts ago, she went to 1,400 behind Forbidden Love and 1,400's not a go. Looking at her, she looks like a greyhound. So um, I think she'd be better suited coming back to 1,200 with the freshen up. Okay. I think every rose could be an improver, though. Wasn't able to muster enough speed to lead there the other day and maybe from 18 alley she'd be able to ping out and come across. I think she might improve and I'd put Mar Busher in for third, but with Never Talk, uh, but obviously they've got to be running on for, for her to be winning on the day. Okay, Mark Roden, your thoughts on the PJ? Yeah, I like Never Talk. I was hoping it would get around 420 or better. That seems to have dried up overnight. Mm. So, for the reasons Mark said, you know, I don't, what backmarkers aren't my go as a general rule. I'd much rather be with an on pacer. Um, so, I'd, I'd want to get my price before I back there. But that said, I've got a quite nicely clear, I think, 
the soft ground suits her, and there seems to be a lot of speed on, on paper here, and that suits her as well. Uh, so she's got to be on top, but uh, look, I, I could let it go if she just uh, stays around the 380 range. I, I don't have to back her as a back marker. Yeah, Mark Bush had first up peak down the straight on dry. Mate, was it because it was on dry? Was that the problem? Because she, she looked the winner at the turn, I thought, um, uh, last start, and she just didn't look down. Um, she was quite disappointing, I thought. Um, if she returns to that uh, figure she showed at Flemington, she can win for sure, but uh, she's a question mark, um, and there's nothing else I really want to back. I, th I think Najma's got a bit of promise, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, the pressure 1200 completely got rid of her. Um, I think Makura's always overrated by the market. Every raise, yes, could improve. Matchmaker's a horse I've got a bit of time for, but it's drawn terribly again, and it's a, $11 is rock bottom, given all the circumstances too. So I'll just be monitoring this market, and if they want to risk, never talk a bit, at 440 or 460 or something, they'll probably flush me out, but uh, at this stage, don't have to bet. Okay, very good. That brings us to the end. I'll get a couple of best players, value players, any lay bets you're considering at this stage. Mark Shan, I'll start with yourself. Um, yeah, look, I think it's a hard day, and the, the best bets have been going like delays recently, so um, Roden's the man to follow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I, I know it's got a bad barrier in race two, but I've been really impressed with Kiku. I know it is coming from midweek company, but um, her sectionals, the last two wins, have been astronomical with me. So um, she's going to need some luck, but uh, I think um, she's on the improve and handles the going, and uh, I'm going to have something on her. So I'm hoping they're winning off the fence, obviously, for her to be winning. And... Uh, yeah, Adrian Knox. I think uh, I think Rachel um, missed the boat badly on flexible at uh, the Kenzo last meeting. It was in a dirty mood going onto the track though that mare. So again, probably a yard watch. Um, but she was uh, a bit dirty going onto the track, and Rachel couldn't seem to get her going at the right time. So I think it can be an improver going to two thousand flexible in race four. Okay, very good. Mark Roden, your three-leg all up, please. No, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, not as bullish this week, I have to say. Um, I'd say... Oh, gee, I don't know. I, I, absolute bet. Look, I, I'd have the, the two value player races. Two, the two bets in two, each of two races. Mirage Dancer and Rondonella in the Chairman's and Avilius and Cascadian in the Doncaster. I was going to, you know, I was going to say Nature Strip's my best, but five to two's about the short yeah. if I want to take him... Um, you know, all those things last week I thought were all good bets and good prices, but there's not one jumping out at me like that this week, to be honest. I wanted to find Kiku, uh, like Mark, but um, yeah, the, at this stage the barriers put me off, so I'll have to have a look at race one first, but um, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of her. Okay, very good. Well, there's plenty of time between now and race day, obviously. Uh, you've been flying over the last couple of weeks, so really looking forward to having a look at your speed maps rated prices and then getting race to race updates been really enjoying it just trying to chip away at my own sydney form my own dirty sydney form in the background so uh i'll be marrying that up and seeing how we go because it's a, a monster day it's hard not to get involved when the racing is as good as this all the best to you both we'll catch up on monday to review it with rob scurry who's hopefully coming off another fill he can make it five from five or whatever he's going for um until then guys go well enjoy the day Thanks a lot, man.